back to the Beyond the Page podcast. My name is Julia Ziegler, and I am the Editor-in-Chief of PRISM. Today, I'm joined by Natalie Harris. Hey, how's it going? And today, we will be discussing our installations that have created social conversation and social change. To begin, I'll be talking about uh, a little bit about what brought this on and explain a little bit about one of the more recent examples. Um... So basically, when we say art installation, that can be anything from like traditional pieces of art, like paintings and sculptures, to less traditional pieces of art, like those in the digital uh, area, and even changes to existing installations currently. So kind of what brought this on is, I don't know if you saw this, Natalie, um, I think you did, but it was all over like my Instagram and my Twitter, the uh, climate clock that was put in in NYC. Did you see anything about that? Yeah, I saw that on my Instagram, too. People sharing the post on their Instagram stories is, is where I mainly saw it because that's where I spend a lot of my time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Me, um, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I saw it all over Instagram, and I think it was trending on Twitter for, like, a day or so um, when it happened. And basically Makes for those – Yeah, totally. For those who don't know what it is, it was created by Gan Golan. I am so sorry if I mispronounced that. Maybe it's Gay and Golan, um, and Andrew Boyd. And it basically just counts down the days, hours, and minutes until climate change uh, causes an increase in temperature, basically, in the world, which would cause a lot of issues like severe heat waves, droughts, and very extreme storms, which can be very damaging to communities and such. And uh, basically, it... Um, it has about seven years left currently, and I think as of recording today, it has seven years and 95 days left, according to that clock. Um, and basically, it's just to raise awareness about climate change and the issue that we need to basically take a- like immediate action on. And I-, I found it very interesting about just kind of like how an art installation can basically create this whole like new like reinvigoration about this uh social topic that obviously needs more eyes on it and more people um talking about it and I just found that really interesting yeah I think it's interesting you know how people are are finding new ways to talk about it and to make it prominent because you know people like to think that these things are almost trends you know they'll talk about it for a while and then it'll kind of go away Mm -hmm. but With things like art installations, it's a way to get this message across to the general public who people who aren't always following the news, you know, but are on social media and it's being Mm -hmm. shared on there and then kind of creating that conversation. And I really like that it's placed in NYC as well, Mm -hmm. this hot spot where businesses are, because, you know, then these businesses and corporations who are also contributing, you know, to this who really need to step up to help yeah. this climate crisis, For you sure. know, they're able to see that message too in their, in their everyday space where they're living at. And it really kind of helps provide that urgency, which is great. Yeah, for sure. I love that it was also just like super prominent on social media, just because it gets a lot of people's attentions and it also gets a lot of like the younger generation's attention as well because they would be in that category that of people that don't really check the news that often like from a a traditional news source basically um and i think that it's very smart and a really helpful idea to get more of the younger generations involved in that as well yeah totally so um 
we also have a couple other examples uh, because this kind of got us thinking about like what other art installations have caused uh, more awareness uh, around social change and different issues. So, uh, Natalie, do you want to go into yeah. that? Yeah, kind of one that I remember seeing um, actually different news articles about, um, but people also probably saw it on their social media channels, specifically on Instagram. Um, but uh, there's this graffiti artist who's really well known and his name is Banksy. And perhaps maybe you guys have heard of him. Um, Julie, I don't remember, have you heard of him before? Yes, I remember I heard of him like a couple years back based on this like really uh, famous painting that he had done. And I think it was the one that self-destructed. Um, but yeah, that was a couple years back, but that was the only one that I had heard about. Yeah, yeah, quick backstory on that. So, because Banksy, so he's, yeah, he's this anonymous graffiti artist in the UK, and um, he really doesn't like it when his art gets auctioned off, but it's become so big and so popular, and he has this really distinct style that people know when it's a work of art by Banksy. Mm -hmm. And so people, you know, they'll take this art and then they'll have this auction for it. And so with that piece, he made it self-destruct when uh, it was being auctioned off because he knew that that was going to happen. So I I don't remember all the details about it, but it's definitely interesting. Highly recommend looking that up. Um, But recently, um, in these past few months with, you know, all this coronavirus lockdown and creating awareness for, um, you know, the, the different heroes and um, different things we need to do as people, um, during this time. And just, he, uh, so he made two really great murals that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, one that he did, um, I believe it was more early on, um, back in May. Uh, so still pretty recent, but still a few months back. Um, he did this mural, um, uh, it was out, it was either, I can't remember if it was outside or inside, but, um, at the Southampton General Hospital, and um, it was this mural of a child holding a nurse doll, um, and she and this nurse had a mask on. And then in a little basket next to this child was um, a Batman and a Spider-Man doll, just kind of discarded in this basket. So you know, kind of showing that this nurse is the new superhero, and this nurse is who these children are looking up to. And I think it just provides really great awareness for what our healthcare providers are going through, and showing how brave and wonderful they are, and how we should be you know, so thankful for them and also making sure that they're protected during this time. Yeah. And something that's actually pretty cool with this one is even it actually is going to get auctioned off, but that money is going to help raise awareness for the National Health Service in the UK. And I think that's such a great way to do that. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, I don't know what Banksy thinks about it, but, <laughs> you know, at least it's kind of going towards helping people and, and helping a cause that he originally tried to get across, um, with with this mural that he did um yeah for sure yeah and then another one uh that he did uh recently in let's see back in july was um in the london underground on their subway system the the tube um (laughs) he did this uh graffiti artwork of um rats wearing face masks or they're kind of like floating um by the face masks um there's one of them like sneezing um rats like spraying like and like antibacterial kind of uh fluid around um and then you know so just um getting across this message of you know wear your mask, um, abide by lockdown, you know, procedures and all that. He has the, he, he actually made this video on his Instagram. He doesn't use Facebook or Twitter apparently. Um, uh, and so it's, uh, just Banksy. So if you look at, at, um, 
B-A-N-K-S-Y. Again, that's at B-A-N-K-S-Y on Instagram. You can see a bunch of his other stuff and you'll see like the video um, with this one in the underground. And so, but the transport from London actually removed that mm-hmm. um, really soon after it was done. Um, but, you know, they made the statement saying, oh, we'd love if Banksy could come and make his art in a more suitable location. But, you know, yeah. that's not the point. Yeah. The point is it for it to be in this space that's just out there you know it is graffiti um Mm -hmm. but i think that's that's what makes it so impactful is it's in this place where a lot of people are going even in during a lockdown setting and and getting that point across yeah definitely um i i love how they had offered to like oh he can just do it in a more suitable place but it's like that's not like what he wants he doesn't want to like get paid for his work in a like proper museum he just wants to kind of spread the word about uh, what he's like trying to make awareness about basically and that's all he wants like that's payment enough for him and so I think that was I just thought that was really interesting yeah yeah it's neat it's neat to see the different things he does um and he he has a lot of different installments just over the years of his work some of them like actually kind of like mini museums in a sense that he just sets up to inspire like this social conversation so mm-hmm. yeah I could go on and on about Banksy <laughs> but uh I know there's some other examples that we kind of want to talk about too so but definitely recommend looking up more of more of his work um if people are interested so oh yeah for sure he's a very interesting individual um, yeah and so yeah so another um example that we have uh of an art installation would be the HIV or AIDS memorial quilt which um, was actually started in 1985 um, by gay rights activist activist, um, Cleve Jones. So basically, um, he had started it as just a way of, like, making awareness for those lost to HIV and AIDS. Um, It was started in 1985 when there was a march, and he had just decided to say, hey, like, if you have a friend or a loved one that's been lost to HIV or AIDS, please write their name on a placard. And then they ended up taping them to the walls of the San Francisco Federal Building. Oh, that's and so cool. basically, yeah, it's, it, it was actually a really cool story to listen to. And basically, like, from a distance when you, like, were backing up and could see all the placards up on the wall, they basically were, like, uh, it, they said it looked like a patchwork quilt. So that kind of just, like, spurred the idea of making like patches uh that were i believe three feet by six feet actually uh on the actual quilt and as from what i have the last like number that i heard was that it was actually forty eight thousand. there were forty eight thousand panels on it right now wow currently and um that of course is only like a small fraction of the amount of people who have um died from hiv and aids in the u.s but I, I found this this piece of art so interesting just because it was in a medium that, like, I don't think a lot of people think about, first of all. Like, not I don't think that quilting or, like, crocheting or knitting um, are just, like, very talked about or, well like, well-known, I guess, in, like, a lot of communities. And so I thought that was a, just a very interesting uh, and really cool medium to use for this. And just the sheer mass of it. Like, it is so big that like when you if you see pictures of it I highly uh recommend you look up pictures of it um laid out in the National Mall because it spanned the entire length of it which I cannot remember how long that was at at the moment but um I definitely suggest you go to actually their website which is aidsmemorial.org or a-i-d-s-m-e-m-o-r-i-a-l.org um and check out because they have a interactive um version of it 
Oh, cool. So you can, like, zoom in on all the blocks, basically. And you can even, like, search by, like, their name or block number to find a certain person's block. And I, I, I just thought it was such a cool idea um, because it – so it started in 1985, but, like, they kept bringing it out as it got bigger. And at every – basically every, like, big march that they had at Washington, D.C., it was brought out. And every time it was brought out, is there was, of course, more panels and even more panels and even more panels. And I just found the the sheer mass of it, like, just astounding to me. And just the idea that, like, this entire community came together to do this for this one cause. So I, I just, I really liked this one in particular. Yeah, I like how they how they kept bringing it back, too. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how they're still finding ways for people to, you know, share in, in that... Um, you know, in that experience together and find that community. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and that community through art, I think, is just, you know, it's it's sad and it's, um, you know, it's a hard thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really beautiful the ways in which people find these ways to come together yeah. through these different pieces, through this art. And, yeah, I just, I really liked this particular one. Um, just because it also seemed like there was just a lot of heart that was put into this one. And um, everyone that contributed to it by, like, uh, making a quilt or however they helped, um, you can just tell that this community, like, this is what they care about. And, like, they put their entire, like, heart and soul into it. And um, I just, I was kind of just astounded by how many people have come together for this one cause. Um yeah, it's yeah. a great way to honor those people that have been lost to that. Yeah. So, Natalie, you have one more? Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, we talked about, like, you know, these things, like, in person, you mm-hmm. know, um, and these physical things, but definitely in a time where we can't all be in person or, yeah. you know, viewing these things because of, you know, different lockdown orders, yeah. you know, happening across our country. I think it's really neat how some virtual things are coming about for raising awareness, whether that's, you know, uh, I think all of us are pretty aware of the different art that's coming across on social media, whether that's mm-hmm. through like infographics or actual art, you know, that yeah. make it pretty shareable to get these message- messages across. Mm-hmm. Um, but one that I found kind of interesting that I just saw pop up on my feed was um, the New York Times actually made an Instagram filter, um, which is interesting. So people use Instagram filters on Instagram stories and it's just, yeah, this like, like, like what it sounds like. It just puts this filter over this picture or video, um, that, that you record. Um, and, uh, what they did is they made these two different ones, um, that give a visual representation of air particles. Um, and so for two different things. And so the first one they did was looking at the AQI, um, uh, and it was for this particular pollution, uh, PM 2.5. Um, and so it showed, um, and I forget which location it was, but um, in this location back in March, April of 2019, um, it showed the un- how it was unhealthy. And it showed these little tiny balls of like kind of a grayish um, material or a grayish color um, kind of painting across whatever location you were in um, mm-hmm. and showing how... Uh, how that looks in an unhealthy range. And then it went down in 2020 in that same March to April time period, it went down to unhealthy for sensitive groups. And so then it showed less of those little um, gray floating uh, little balls around um, the same space you're in. And so that was just kind of neat to see how, okay, so people are staying 
inside more, not using their cars as much. And then this is how, you know, the pollution levels and that AQI um, go down. Um, and then they did the same thing for the fires that are happening in, you know, all along the West Coast, but they looked at specifically in California. Um, and mm -hmm. I believed it showed Sacramento, maybe San Francisco. Um, but again, so it showed like those AQI levels um, for the PM 2.5. Um, and it was showing how it was originally like good air quality and so there's you know so minimal so minimal of those little tiny like gray balls floating around and then mm -hmm. it had more of them because it went into the unhealthy range um literally just a few days later and this and this was back in like august um so literally just yeah. last month um and it, it was just i thought it was a really great way to see because we all know you know okay once you get into the unhealthy very unhealthy range you don't want to be outside a lot but it was yeah. neat for them to figure out a way to visualize that with just this graphic um, to kind of show in your own space. Because I especially think when you're not there, you know, yeah. you don't you don't really know. You know, I just think of like the people from, you know, who are viewing this New York Times content for those that are on the East Coast who don't understand, you know, the AQI levels with um, in regards to the fire and that smoke. Um, oh, yeah. But then also interesting with coronavirus and just these lockdown things and how um how much we can help mm -hmm. the environment around us just by driving our cars less for yeah a month you know it's in you know and over the course i guess of 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 that year but yeah it's just it's yeah. interesting i thought it was a really creative way to help spark that conversation and mm -hmm. to get that conversation across to everyone around the country who's at least following the New York Times. Um, so yeah, if you go on their Instagram um, on the New York Times, you can see it. Um, there's the way to just um, swipe to the little filters they have and uh, okay. kind of play around with those and see them in your space, which is really great. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's a really amazing way to kind of just spread awareness to uh, basically just like everyone that isn't even like affected by those things um especially like going back to like the fires and like the smoke and like the air quality levels because i know that i had a couple friends that were on the east coast that i was talking to them about like yeah we really can't even see the sky right now and they were all like oh that's crazy but i feel like they they don't really completely comprehend it because they're not there and they can't see it so i think right. that's definitely like a really uh great way of sh like kind of spreading that awareness and showing other people like hey this is what some people are dealing with and this is like something that's a really big issue that everyone should be talking about and working on and yeah I think that's just a really great uh, idea basically yeah and and something like you know with this conversation we're having it's neat to think about you know there's all these different things you know, that we're, that we should care about because, you mm -hmm. know, for the just sake of, you know, humanity's purpose and just, yeah. we want to fix so many things in our world. And, um, you know, it, it takes so many resources and so many people to help raise this awareness for all these yeah. different things happening. And I think it's really neat to see how people find these creative ways to help mm -hmm. spread that awareness because there are so many things that are asking for our attention we have to find these unique and different ways to reach out to people and to connect with people and how do we do that and how do we keep adapting to whether it's new social media platforms or mm -hmm. just new audiences and what captivates their attention and how can we get to these people because it's so different you know from you know just decades ago when when there wasn't social media sort of thing yeah. that, you know, it was more of, you know, just your community 
Mm-hmm. But now the whole country, the whole world is our community. And it always has been, but just yeah. even more so now because we have these platforms that can spread these messages so quickly. And it's mm-hmm. it's neat to see how people are using that for good and using that to raise awareness. Yeah, I, I really do think that um, because of these social media platforms and all of like the internet blowing up and all of that, um, it definitely has just created this like one big connection throughout the world of just like, yeah, like there are other people in these different countries, continents, cities that are dealing with such different things than I am. And that we're but we're all also like battling the same things that we all need to work together towards fixing and i think that these are just very uh creative and innovative ways to spread that information yeah definitely and yeah and especially in you know these these lockdown times people finding you know these new creative outlets for themselves which i think we'll talk about another week on our podcast (laughs) definitely (laughs) yeah um so yeah it's neat to see people explore that and you know, um, for for those who have started, you know, writing more, doing more art, creating more, whether it's a message important to you or a message that, you know, you think the whole world can connect with. I think we can all connect in some ways with the things we create. Um, lots of human experiences. Mm-hmm. Make sure to submit to PRISM. Um, <laughs> we've got our submission deadline coming up on November 20th here. And... You know, we love to see all the different kinds of artwork that you create, whether that is, you know, a fine arts medium, whether that's a poem, short story. Um, I, Julie, I believe we have a way to submit audio and video yes, files. we do. All right. So, so many different things. Like we're talking about, there's so many different ways for us to create messages, whether it's a personal story that you want to share or something you've been thinking about with just so much of the world happening right now. Um, Art is such a great way for us to all connect through that. Um, And so we we really look forward to seeing what you guys submit um, by November 20th. and then if you're looking uh, to hang hang with us over Zoom or, um, yeah, other, <laughs> other virtual mediums, um, we are going to have our volunteer meetings coming up through Zoom. And those will be starting on October 5th. So coming up, um, feel free to um, reach out to us on our social media channels at at OSU Prism. Again, that's at OSU Prism. Um, or feel free to go to our website. We have information there too. Um, and that's just uh, if you go to Orange Media Network um, and find our Prism website, you'll find information there as well. Um, and I think that's those are our main announcements. Um, yeah, our volunteer meetings, I guess, will be in the evenings on Monday from five to six. Um, so mm-hmm. really low key commitment. It's going to be really fun, um, creating all different kinds of things. And, um, we look forward to hanging out with y'all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for such a wonderful conversation. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, um, we also have a blog known as the Back Matter blog. We post articles and videos and other submissions um, on there. And so a lot of great content. Um, If you need uh, ways to pass the time in this lockdown, we got you covered. So thank you for listening and we hope you have a great day. (music) 